0: Live in terror, everyone, Skynet's coming.
1: And when Skynet gets here, it's gonna dance.
0: The thing I think I've found most interesting though is that the dynamic is shifting so that it's not just, that knowledge bases aren't just end user focused anymore. That more people are starting to consider knowledge bases as something that is integral to the organization as an organization that needs to function smoothly and effectively. And so knowledge bases are starting to include things like um, policies and procedures, uh, legal documentation, onboarding and training things, like things that, it, that an organization needs to operate. Right. Knowledge bases are going to include that. So it's not just how does end user, how does an end user X use our system? It's how do our, employees function in our organization while simultaneously providing them, this, the employees providing them the same information that you would employ, uh, you would provide end users say, here's how you use our system. Okay, cool. You understand that. Look, click here and you can see how you're going to go through your training as a new employee. Uh, I think that's all. I think that's really, really helpful to put those two together instead of trying to keep those distinct or worse, just not even including that kind of training or those kind that kinds of documentation. Into a system for your employees to access.
1: Yeah, so I, I think you're getting towards what I would consider to be a more modern definition of a knowledge base. Um, but before we, before we get to like before we get to that exact definition, I want to give one other kind of version of the earlier definition you gave that I think is important because it leads up to this. I think one of the ways that people view or have viewed knowledge bases, and this I think still has some relevance. Is like a place to stuff stuff that people need to know. Like it's kind of like, well, somebody else is going to need to know this eventually. So, boom, it goes here. You know, it's kind of like the knowledge base was mm-hmm. largely defined by the group of people who were around it. It was uh, communal in that way. Um, so there's something very like almost natural about this. It's like, you know, you can think of it as like the the place that your tribe goes and writes stuff down for other people in your tribe to go and find, right? Now, I think that there's that in the future and like what I view as being kind of the, the ideal position for knowledge bases. If you look, you know, I don't know, five years down the line or whatever, or maybe tomorrow, um, there's still an aspect of that because I do think that that, that like tribal record or you know support people on this product, or IT folks, or like whatever it might be, is still really important. I think that there's a there's an aspect of that that needs to exist. But also, as organizations need to continue to become more efficient and they need to scale up, we can no longer have those tribal records be reproduced in different forms in other tribal records. There needs to be the ability to cross over these things. So we need to we need to maintain both. You need to have both the ability for there to be um, these more niche um, records and pieces of information that um, are created for people who are very close to you and that could, be, that could get into digital proximity. Um, and also the ability for those pieces of information to be exposed to other people that you're unaware of that may need that. And this follows all the way into, you know, kind of i think one of the the other interesting aspects of the modern definition which is that it's it's got some element of like catch-all like we know what a help site looks like it's about products Mm -hmm. and there's kind of a known structure to these things which is good because like predictability for information is good you go to a help site the user manual breaks the product down to kind of a hierarchy it's very tree-based like you know you know most products are some some You could, broadly speaking, like, represent them as trees. Um, You know, you got components and subcomponents and blah, 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 right? And, like, whatever. So, like, your help site kind of breaks down that way, too. Um, And then, you know, we know what, like, community support sites look like. You know, they are just freeform. Like, it's just totally Um, search-based. No tagging, no metadata, no structure, whatever. So, when we think about knowledge bases, they're kind of, like, not those things. And I think that's super... I mean, I think that's a soup, like, a, it's very, very deeply embedded into the modern definition, but I don't think it's the better modern definition. I think what I was just talking about before, um, and then relating that into some of like, you know, kind of harmonizing all of these things, except the community support sites, I think is the better modern, modern definition.
0: Right. Yeah. I think the harmonization is really important. And I think it's really important because while those freeform sites can be useful what you've I think that there's there's this human aspect that's really driving the modern definition to change and that human aspect is we need we need information and we need it immediately. And these free form, one hundred percent search based, no tagging, no metadata sites, it becomes very difficult to find exactly what you need really quickly. And so it's got, there's got to be a little bit more going on. There's got to be more tagging. There's got to be a little bit of thought put into it other than just, we have this container, it holds everything, search through it to find what you need, because that kind of search isn't, doesn't lend itself to fast results all the time. And if you have to, if you're in a hurry and you need something and you can't find it, at least in my experience, my go-to is always, I go on to the next place. I'm just going to go someplace else where I can try to find what I need. Totally.
1: And you know, the thing is that, that there's, there's going to be really, so there's another, there's another aspect to pull into this whole thing that I think it's to being really interesting. Right. So, um, when you start thinking about knowledge basing, knowledge bases, both, both being, um, things which are still available for the, the benefits of like the, the digitally close aspects of certain teams, like the tribal aspects And also, something that uh, permeates throughout an entire organization, you start to get into these really, really interesting uh, future applications, which is that you can actually prevent rework and you can prevent um, remistakes. Like, you can actually go and you can start to deliver this content very intelligently. And uh, this also gets down to like structured content, having like really highly structured content. But I'll give you like a for instance, which is a really interesting yeah. one that um, I haven't seen implemented yet. But all the technology exists to implement this. I actually, um, I actually built a demo of something very similar to this like years ago, just because I was bored. Um, if you have knowledge which is tagged up and it 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 has enough description of like what it is, what it does, um, how big it is. Like let's let's say we're like we're a company that builds circuits, right? So, like, we've got a number of customers in the silicon chip industry. So, let's say you knew how many pins, what logical um, gates, like, um, at, like, what clock speed, like, all these types of things. You had all this information, and then you had, like, the design specs, and you had a bunch of other things that were all very, very well correlated, and these things were wrapped around all the knowledge. So, like, we had all this relations. And this was done in a team that was based in Japan. Um, they had built this thing, and they had they had they had filled out um, the product specifications and the knowledge and all that kind of stuff. And there's a team in the U.S. and somebody goes in and they're following the same process and they're putting in a design spec for something that is almost exactly the same. It's not exactly the same, but it's very very similar. Really effective knowledge bases in the future are going to be able to say to that person, "Well, hang on a second. There's this other thing that was already invented that you're unaware of that's over here." And we can serve you up the basis of that and you can simply iterate on it. And like, this seems like something that this seems like a problem that should have already been solved, but I can tell you from experience that most major corporations reinvent so many things because they don't know about things that are going on in other groups and it's wild. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's not a problem that's unique to huge organizations. That's That happens in small organizations too.
1: And it's the, it's a distributed knowledge problem. Like the, the ability, the inability to know who knows what, where they are and what they've done is really the future of knowledge bases is to be able to solve that problem. Like when I go out and like, I want to know something or I need to know something, um, unless that thing hasn't been discovered or invented or decided or whatever already, there's somebody somewhere who has the answer or that answer is recorded somewhere. So a future forward knowledge base is going to be able to bring me to either of those two things. It's going to bring me to the the piece of the, the, the artifact, the record that's going to answer my, my question, or yeah. it's going to bring me to the person who can answer my question. So there's these things really, they really move from being um, kind of a code word for, a tribal repository of records about things that are related to the specific jobs that we do in our little digital tribe, like the support help site with full of FAQs and troubleshooting, you know, for this product to being a foundation that a company is built on. Like that's the future of knowledge base. Like that's what a knowledge base should be. Yeah. And like, that's where I hope we're going.
0: Yeah. I think if you could even, I mean, it would be awesome if there were, if some system had the ability to scroll, you know, crawl through code and could draw conclusions. I mean, the same way a a search query in the old school, the original definition of knowledge base would search through and could draw conclusions and inferences from the information there. If we could do this with, if we could do this with code and have a system that would draw conclusions based on the structure of the code and then could even generate some of that knowledge, it would just be like mind blowing. So then your, so, your writers are then curating. They're not creating net new all the time.
1: Um, so the interesting thing there is that one of the things that, that uh, a number of the, you know, the big guys like Microsoft and Google are working on and now we're, now we're just, we're just flying off onto a tangent and we're going to wrap up here because I got to go do stuff. Um, oh yeah. But um, they're, they're working on, uh, systems that use AI that write code for you. And all those systems are doing is they're they're running statistical analysis on the intention of what you're looking to do and then assembling basically pre-built blocks of code together with the, you know, with a net result, right? Yeah. Um, and it's pretty interesting because like, you know, the thing that's very, very interesting about like this wave of AI is that it is not at all what people think it is. Like it's like a lot of people out there who genuinely think that it's like a sentient computer that is capable of of, yeah. of some low level of rational style thought, right? Like, I think there's people out there who think that like AI yeah. is kind of like a weird version of my dog spread out over a bunch of computers. Like, it's not quite human yet, but like, it's getting there. <laughs> and like, you know, next week, it's going to be a dolphin or something. Um, and like, that's not at all what it is. Like, <laughs> it's just really, really powerful statistical analysis. Yeah. But the thing is that like, it's so powerful, it's such powerful statistical analysis that it has, that it's an it's in, incredibly effective tool to accomplish all of these crazy things that you wouldn't expect to be able to accomplish. So it's, it's not really intelligence, like it's just statistical analysis, but it's such, it's such an, a powerful form of it that it's still an, an incredibly effective tool.
0: Content rules, but it can be a lot. I'm sure you've noticed that a lot of these topics are connected, but our short podcast episodes barely scratch the surface. Have no fear, because in the description, we have links to videos, blog posts, and other information that help shine some light on some of the more intense, murky topics. In no time, you're going to have a little bit better idea about structured content and enterprise content strategy. Hope you enjoy.